All right, welcome in to another crossover edition. Uh, I am Terry Lambert of Locked On Titans. I am joined today uh, by Locked On Giants. Uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can do work. Hey, everybody. Nice to be here. This is Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants. I'm the host. I write for The Athletic New York City, Forbes, Big Blue View, a whole bunch of other places. Best way to, to keep up with my work is at Patricia underscore Trena on Twitter. Happy to have Patricia on today. Of course, you can find our work over at MusicCityMiracles.com. Uh, part of SB Nation, uh, you can find Locked On Titans wherever you get your podcasts. You know we're posting four times a week, so be sure you're subscribed and all that. So, wanted to start out by asking uh, Patricia some questions uh, about the New York Giants. Titans need this game uh, to to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, I, I think we have to start here by asking the Odell Beckham Jr. question. Uh, held out last week, kind of a kind of a surprise, at, at least on, on Friday that he was ruled out. What's his status for this week? Well, as of yesterday, he was asked how he was feeling, and he kind of gave a one thumbs up, and he joked about you know hoping to be by two thumbs up by the end of the week. So I took that to mean that he's still sore, still coming along, but you know I I also know he's getting round-the-clock treatment, do everything possible because, you know, much like the Titans, the Giants' playoff hopes are still alive. They're still mathematically in it. Things are, are breaking their way so far, but in order for that to, to continue, they not only need help from around the league, they also need to keep winning. And, you know, they, they are a better team with Odell in the lineup than they are without him, even though, you know, last week notwithstanding, um, you know, you want to have as many of your, your key players in the game and, and they they missed Odell, I'm sure, in in some way, shape, form. So hopefully he'll be okay to go. Uh, Giants chose to go Saquon Barkley. You know, at at this point, it's kind of hard to argue that point. Um, but you know, you're still rolling with Eli Manning back there under center. Uh, every time I, I seem to watch the Giants, it just seems like he's at the finish line of his career. Uh, am I wrong on that? What's going on with Eli this year? Well, you know what I've been saying since I, I, I actually before this year, I've been saying all along, give Eli a good supporting cast and he can still play and he can still win. And for years, he didn't have a good offensive line. He was constantly running for his life. I think he was one of one of the highest sacked or hit quarterback over the last several years. He didn't have a running game. And, you know, I'm sorry, I don't care who the quarterback is, but you're not going to be able to function when you're constantly running for your life, when you don't have a running game to take some of the onus off of you. And another point that I've made is that over the last several years, Eli has been asked to throw the ball like close to 600 times, if not over 600 times. That's a lot of throwing for a guy who's getting up there in age. I don't care how good of condition you're in. So what they did, they... they uh, addressed the offensive line. They had to do a couple of different revert, um, 
revisions to that unit to get the get it right and right now it looks like they got it right and they added Saquon Barkley with the number two overall pick in the draft and I know there were giant fans that were screaming oh they should have taken a quarterback they were stupid they should have traded down but look at what Saquon Barkley has brought to this team he's brought them a running game which now sets up play action and all the things that Eli can do well and and look at what's happening they're winning he's getting protected they're winning and and all seems to be headed in the right direction in Giants country yeah, winners of four of the last five, I believe. So it's something starting to, to click up there for sure. Uh, dive a little bit deeper in on Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he just seems to be the, the focal point of this offense. How are they using him? Is it pretty straightforward? How are they getting him involved? How are they getting him the ball in his hands? Well, they're trying to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. I mean, as a runner, you you know, if you saw the, the game on Sunday against Washington, this kid is <laughs> – He's amazing. I, I tell you, he is really fun to watch. Give him a hole, and he can really shoot through it with speed like like I, like no running back I've seen in recent years. I mean, with due respect to Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley. Uh, the other thing that Barkley is really, really good at is when you get him into space, he's like a little bowling ball coming downhill, and he can just truck guys over and, and just, you know, he can do it all. He, and, and his pass blocking getting better those few times they ask him to pass block but he has really become a weapon for that Giants offense and he's you know the best thing about him is that he's been everything they thought he would be and then some very mature for his age he's only 21 years old and he's very humble he says I'm still a rookie I'm still learning I want to be great but I can't be great without you know my supporting cast so kudos to that young man for having his head on straight all right, let's assume uh, Odell sits on, on Sunday. Who should Titans fans be worried about in the Giants passing game? Uh, well, I think we could see the tight ends get more involved. They were kind of quiet last week because they were asked to do more of the run blocking uh, responsibilities. But Evan Ingram did come back last week, had some, you know, he had a couple of catches. And he's really, you know, a, a lot of people say he's like a, a big wide receiver in a tight end's body. So he could be a focal point to keep an eye on, um, you know, and, and then otherwise, you know, Sterling Shepard, who, who statistically speaking, had a quiet game. He only caught two of seven receptions. But you know, he his blocking was just top shelf last last week. So he got a game ball actually for his blocking. But he's the guy who can certainly break things open. And then I think they're going to spread the ball around amongst their other receivers. They had Russell Shepard, they had Benny Fowler, Corey Coleman. So it's not like they have to hone in on just one guy. And even if Odell is in there, it's not like they're honing in just on him. They're spreading the ball around, and that's a good thing because when the offense is it, when you know where the ball is going on every single play and and we saw this you know a couple years ago with the Giants offense they become one-dimensional and very easy to stop and game plan for just done a really good job spreading that ball around getting the ball into Saquon Barkley's hands the receivers the tight ends and it's paid off for them shifting gears to the defense just doing some quick research uh Giants rank uh, pretty much in the bottom half of every major category. Uh, made early season trades. Eli Apple is now gone. Damon Harrison is now gone. Uh, what's kind of the strength of, of this unit, if there is one, and what's the weakness? Well, I think the unit started off very slow. I mean, they uh, 
they had no pass rush and and it was and part of that was because Olivier Vernon who was being counted on to bring pass rush missed like the first five games with a high ankle sprain um he's since been back and you know he's kind of picked it up a little bit but just not the production I think that they were hoping for given his contract status but you know the other thing is is they had a couple of young guys that they had to get uh, on that defensive front and get them to start playing well together so if you look at that defensive front um, they have a rookie in BJ Hill who is really coming on strong in the second half of the season they have a second year player Dalvin Tomlinson who's starting to find his niche uh, they added in Josh Morrow who missed the first four games due to a suspension so he's starting to get into a groove Kerry Wynn is starting to fit in so that front uh, defensive front for the Giants is starting to play better and and that's becoming strength I mean even the linebackers you know Alec Ogletree who everybody thought was finished because he couldn't cover to save his life he leads him with five interceptions so he's starting to play better um, Kareem Martin starting to play better Lorenzo Carter is coming on so just the whole defensive front is is starting to gel a little bit more I think that defensive front is going to be a big key because, um, you know, it, it certainly looks like the Titans found something in Derrick Henry last week. So we'll get into that when we come back after this break. All right, we are back, and I'll toss it over to Patricia for her Titans questions. All right. Thanks so much, Terry. So let's start off with the mood around the Titans. You know, you mentioned at the top of the show that they're clinging to playoff hopes. I mean, where where do you see them at right now at this juncture with, with the playoff picture shaping up the way it is? I think Nashville really wants to buy into this team, but I don't think they can. Um, it, it just seems like the Titans have been the same team basically since, you know, the mid-2000s. Uh, since really since the post McNair era, uh, just somewhere around eight and eight, just kind of hovering with, with you know some exceptions here or there. Uh, this team is so inconsistent. You, you saw them go beat the Patriots by twenty four, then you saw them blown out by the Colts and then the Texans. So I mean they're still alive. Um, I'm just not sure the fan base has too much confidence in them and, and you know I, I think you kind of saw that with the season on the line Jacksonville in town last Thursday night the stands weren't, weren't very full so I, I just think there's a problem there I, I think they uh I, I think they kind of want to see the Titans do it before they really buy in and where does Marcus Mariota uh, stand right now I know he's had some up down uh games I think he had some injuries if I'm not mistaken where is he at right now with this offense yeah, he's a he's a really tough evaluation uh like, like you said he's been dealing with those injuries uh week one he, he has a, a nerve injury in his elbow caused him to miss a couple of weeks uh it comes back earlier than he than he probably should have because Blaine Gabbert gets knocked out of the the Jacksonville game uh so he's playing with without feeling in two of his fingers so of course he's going to look bad through all of that so it's a really tough evaluation when he has gotten protection uh you know kind of like what you're you're saying with Eli Manning when he's gotten protection when he's gotten help from the weapons around him he's looked pretty good uh when the offensive line has has struggled of course he's looked pretty bad you know you look at at games against Baltimore he looked terrible but it's really hard to put that on him so I think most Titans fans are, are still optimistic about Mariota, but certainly uh, they're they're definitely frustrated w- with the injuries, uh, which you know it, it's hard to put that on him. It, he's had some dumb dumb luck in his career. 
Now, in the first segment, I mentioned how Saquon Barkley has helped the Giants' offense because he's given them a running game. Now, in this last game that uh, you guys had, Derrick Henry, 238 yards, including a 99-yard touchdown run on 17 carries. Where has this been all year? That's a really good question. I wish I knew. <laughs> um, <laughs> Henry's been been very inconsistent. Uh, you know, he said it himself. He needs to play. He said it all year. Well, finally, we saw it. Um, and, you know, quite honestly, I, I think that was more of a case of Jacksonville laying down. Uh, you know, they kind of got hit in the mouth, and then they just they just quit for the rest of the night. So uh, I, I'm not so sure if we're going to see that again. I think Derrick Henry has earned uh, more carries than Deion Lewis, which you've kind of seen start to happen over the past couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, that part is interesting, too. There was a, a portion of the year where Lewis was playing better than Derrick Henry. And he earned more carries, but I think Henry is is becoming more of a straight ahead runner. You know, he's six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds, uh, but he has never really run like a power back. You're finally starting to see him put his head down and start to make some plays and start to fall forward. So, uh, holding out hope that that it can continue, but also not holding my breath. Okay, and uh, in terms of matchups, who's the one player on the Titans that you think the Giants need to really be concerned about? I think you need to look at a couple of guys. I think Taewon Taylor is a matchup problem uh, just in terms of speed, and the Titans have really started using that. He was hurt, uh, and when he's, since he's come back, they've really used him down the field. So I think they're going to send him down and try and get those safeties out of the box and then hit with Derrick Henry. Uh, and then you got to look at Corey Davis, a uh, guy that's really come on, uh, been a little inconsistent and has struggled against top cornerback talent. But that's a guy that can win in the middle of the field. He can win with his routes. Uh, he can really get some separation. He can win those 50-50 balls for you. So Marcus has a ton of trust in him, and it seems like they're finally on the same page. So uh, outside of that, this Titans offense is uh, pretty banged up. You know, no more Delaney Walker. He was out. He's been out since week one. Uh, tight end John New Smith is done for the year. They're going to rely on Anthony Ferkser uh, and some unproven. Uh, experienced talent underneath uh, Taylor and Davis who don't have much experience at all. So you're kind of starting to see the picture I'm painting there of what Marcus Mariota is working with this year. Yeah, and I also saw a report that Jack Conklin, uh, the tackles, might uh, the game. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think that's probably for the best. Uh, he was an all-pro his rookie year, and he blew out his knee in that Patriots uh, playoffs game. And hasn't been the same guy since. So he's really struggled, giving up a ton of pressure off that right. You know, it's coming right at Mariota's face. Uh, so they're going to insert Dennis Kelly in the lineup, who's played really well this year in, in limited spots. So uh, quietly, you know, that that might be an upgrade because I just think Conklin just isn't right right now. And let's flip the flip over to the defense. What are the strengths of the Titans' defense? What What do you think? Uh, and and above all, you know. Going against a, a Saquon Barkley, who's just been tremendous in that run game. I mean, can they stop him? Well, the Titans have some very, very good uh, linebackers. Starts with Wesley Woodyard, the veteran who's seen it all. Uh, Jayon Brown, uh, second-year player, really athletic, has a ton of speed to him. Uh, he's going to be a key uh, covering Saquon Barkley in, in the past game. Then you look at Rashawn Evans, uh, first-round pick. Missed all of training camp. He's just now starting to come on. So those three are, are playing really well. 
they've got a nice rotation going. Um, where the Titans struggle is you know, up front in the trenches. They didn't last week. They put in a good effort against Leonard Fournette, uh, but also you had Cody Kessler there, not much threat of the pass. So um, it, it's interesting. You know, you struggle up front in the trenches, but those linebackers are, are good enough to where the run defense is just instead of bad is more inconsistent. So I, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see how they hold up this Sunday. And what about the Titans' pass rush? I mean, the Giants' offensive line's been playing a lot better. You know, they still give up a sack here, and there, but certainly not at the alarming rate that they were giving them up in the first eight games. Where do you see the key matchups there with the Titans' front versus the Giants' offensive line? Well, on the edges, there's not much there. Brian Arakpo and Derek Morgan, um, you know, are on the tail ends of their career. They just don't have that explosive first step anymore. Uh, Titans have gotten no production out there, so... Uh, really, your reserve rushers, Sharif Finch and Harold Landry, uh, have been more productive this year. So, um, you know, look for those sub packages there. I think the Titans will continue to attack the interior. Uh, Jarrell Casey, obviously a great player, um, pretty underrated throughout his career. But they send a ton of blitzes up the middle. You know, Jayon Brown, Wesley Woodyard, Rashawn Evans, uh, they'll cross you up. They'll, they'll force your hand. Uh, and and send pressure right up the gut, which has really been successful this year. So uh, they don't get much pressure from the outside, but they'll really dial it up on the inside. You're listening to Locked On Giants and the Locked On Titans crossover show with Patricia Trena and uh, and. Locked on Titans co-host Terry Lambert with us is the Wednesday crossover show. We're going to take a short break, come back segment three and wrap things up. So stay with us. All right, we are back. Uh, Patricia, I'll let you go first. Give me a prediction for Sunday. Oh, wow. I, I, I've been terrible this year with my predictions because just when I think the Giants got it right and I have it right, the Giants jump in and make me look stupid. Uh, <laughs> although last week I was correct. I did pick them to beat Washington. I think, you know, look, the Giants are on a roll. I like the, the vibe that's coming out of the locker room. You know, the, these guys are playing like they have something to play for. And they have been really all throughout the year. They've never given up. Um, and it's a home game. It they know that the playoffs, that they have to do their part to get in, even though it's, it, again, it's a slim uh, a slim chance given the mathematics and all that needs to happen. So I Giants are going to pull this one out. I do think it's going to be a close one, but I'm going to say the Giants come up with, uh, I'm going to say 33-24. I, you know, I, I kind of have the same feeling um, in terms of picking the Titans this year. I, I just can't seem to get them right. I, I mentioned how inconsistent they are. They've won two in a row. Uh, you know, this just feels like a spot where they're going to let me down again. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Giants. Uh, Giants opened as three-point favorites out in Vegas. Uh, I think that's right on the money. Um, so I, I just uh, – the Titans are, are, are too inconsistent for me. Uh, I think that Week 17 matchup with Indy, uh, potentially with the playoffs on the line, is already looming. Uh, so it's kind of a look-ahead spot in, in that sense. So – I'll go Giants uh, about 23-20. I think it'll be close, but uh, I'm really worried about Titans being able to contain Saquon. Yeah, he's going to be a tough one for sure. He is definitely on a roll, and, and look, he's coming off that big game. You know, the confidence is sky high, so it's a matter of do they continue it. 
Well, Patricia, thanks for joining me. It was great stuff. Uh, let, let my listeners know where they can find you one more time. Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trainer, A-I-N-A. There you can find links to all my work. I have an article out on The Athletic that came out on Tuesday that kind of breaks down some of the Giants' film work. If you want to read more about that, you can find me on Forbes. You can find me on Big View. Just basically follow me on Twitter and you'll find links to wherever I'm published that particular day. All right. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked Locked On Titans and Locked On Giants, and we'll see you later.